Hi guys! Hi guys! I'm Kaylin and I'm Danielle and welcome back to Girls at the Restaurant. Welcome back! Welcome to episode eleven. I'm so 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 excited about this episode. Me too. This episode I've been wanting to make since we started the podcast, and yeah. I finally read The Hunger Games. <laughs> I haven't read it since last year. At some point, I don't know. At some point last year, I read it. I, maybe even it was like two summers ago. So it might have been two years. Wait, I re- that makes it seem like I have never read it before. I, I finally reread The Hunger Games. Yes. I, I, but you haven't since you were a kid, right? No, I hadn't read it since I was, like, a child. But <laughs> whenever but, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes came out, I reread the whole series. So it is, you know, fresher in my mind than it would have been. Right. I watched the movies recently, though. Like, last year I watched all the mm-hmm. However, reading the books, I was like, oh my god, the movies are so not accurate. Although, actually, they are like quite a faithful adaptation compared to a lot of movies, I think. But there's mm-hmm. still a lot of things that are missed. So Yes, a lot of things that are missed and a lot of flops on the casting front. We can talk about this at oh, some other thing. But I have strong opinions about the cast. Oh, I can't wait to hear your opinions. Okay. Later in the episode. Okay, do you have any updates for us this week? I do. Okay, so this week, it was another week of me being a traveling girly. I went to Kingston, as you know, from last week's episode, which was recorded in Kingston. Um, the local lemon herself. <laughs> with the local lemon herself. But so after we recorded last week's episode, we did a whole bunch of fun things. Bopped around Ontario. <laughs> yeah, but I have some funny stories from the trip. Basically, okay, so Lauren was trying on wedding dresses. I think I said that last time. And... <laughs> He found a dress at this place called Limestone and Lace, and it was so nice there. When she said yes, she brought out, like, sparkling cider. Aww, and it, that's so it was cute. cute. Yeah, it was a great vibe. But <laughs> I have to tell this story about my experience there. Like, okay, nothing about the actual store, but while I was waiting for Lauren to try on a dress, I hear this, like, thud at the window, and it's a bird that flew oh into the Okay, this story gets so much worse. <laughs> So a bird flew into the window, and we know how Kaylin feels about birds. Yeah, so I'm not that mad about this, honestly. <laughs> no, but just you wait. So the bird is, like, injured or something. It's, like, flapping around. F- trying to- <laughs> and then I look over, and I realize the reason it was flying so fast was that it was trying to escape a seagull, like a giant seagull that was chasing it. And so it hits the window, and it's, like, flailing around on the sidewalk. Oh, my God. And the seagull, like, eats it. Like, the seagull attacks it, and it keeps attacking it, and then the bird tries to get away, and it, like, eats it to death. Or it eats it alive. I don't know what it was doing. I was just standing there. Like, my jaw was horrible. I know, and it was so big, and it was like, the seagull had blood all over it from the other bird, and I was like, oh my god. And then (laughs) the girl came out, and I was like, oh my god, you're not going to believe what I just saw outside. And she was like, (laughs) was it a bird eating another bird? (laughs) What? That's a thing? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, it was. (laughs) Anyway, and she was like, yeah, that's like the third time this has happened, so that was horrifying. I'm sorry you have to visualize that, but I had to witness it. See, honestly... Fuck seagulls. Death to seagulls. Get them out of here. They're horrible. Yeah, it was... I've never had a positive experience with a seagull. No, it was traumatizing. And then Lauren said later, thank God I wasn't trying on, like, the dress that I liked while that was happening, because then it would have been cursed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, Lauren. I love the dress she ended up picking, though. So, no spoilers from us, but it's gorgeous. Yeah, stay tuned in 16 months, or however long (laughs) (laughs) we have. (laughs) <laughs> that's crazy that you order it so far in advance like what if you like lose an arm or something 
yeah, then I think she'd have to make some alterations. Yeah. I guess my mom would be like, what if you, like, lose 20 pounds then? Yeah, that's why I was like, well, I'm a, I'm a bridesmaid, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not trying on dresses until next year. I guess I get it for the wedding dress. Like, I get yeah. it not in advance. But it- as just a bridesmaid. Yeah, it takes so long. And, like, I mean, for a wedding dress, you're going to have to alter it probably anyway. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of times. Anyway, I don't really know how weddings work. I'm not a wedding expert. But, yeah, I <laughs> just wanted to share that experience. And then, okay, I have to give this a shout-out. <laughs> I am so – okay, I think this is so funny. This is one of the funniest things that I have heard, like, in a while. And <laughs> I've told a few people this story, and they, like, didn't think it was as funny as I did. But I'm curious to see your reaction. So we were okay. in a wedding dress store and the person helping us her name was Haley shout out to Haley she was so funny um and she said she would listen to the podcast so cheers so Lauren was talking about how she loves musicals and I don't remember like the context of how this got brought up but she was talking about like Les Mis mm-hmm. and this girl was like oh I have a really funny Les Mis drinking game every time you can't find a silver lining you drink <laughs> what the hell like, what about like, like, what's the little kid's name? Cosette. No, the boy kid. Gavroche. Yeah, what about Gavroche? Well, Gavroche. Where's the silver uh, lining for Gavroche? Exactly. Exactly. It's every time you can't find a silver lining. But where's, like, which ones do have a silver lining? Like, I, I guess Marius still had Cosette. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> oh, my friends are dead. No, At least but- have Cosette. <laughs> It's a good that's why it's a good game because there's so many there's so few silver linings. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like maybe not a shot of tequila, maybe just like a shot of like white claw or something. Because or else you'd be on the ground. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It would be way too much. Yeah. Like when every- I went to the um London Lamez, I sat next to this woman. We just started chit chatting, blah blah blah. And it turns out she was Gavroche's mom. <gasps> oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. So she's like, Well, obviously I have to be here because it's my kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a okay. I have a funny Gavroche story too. I <gasps> saw Lamez in like 2014 or something at the Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And the kid who is Gavroche is the guy who plays ah, I, I'm blanking on his name, one of the Stranger Things kids. <gasps> Gaten, maybe? Oh, Dustin, Gaten Matarazzo. Yes, Dustin. So I didn't realize it at the time, but then, like, during COVID, when I was cleaning out my bedroom and I was going through all the old programs, I looked at his program, and I was like, oh, my God, it was Dustin. That is so crazy, because now he's in Sweeney Todd. I just saw him. Yeah, yeah, go on. Theater King, and he also sings in Stranger Things. (laughs) Never-ending story. (laughs) Go off. (laughs) Anyway, he was great in Les Mis. Um, wow, it's like, it's like Gavroche. Yeah. Gavroche to Stranger Things Pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a hilarious drinking game. So whoever thinks it's not funny, poo-poo for them. Yeah, agreed. Thank you. Um, yeah, those are my those are my funny stories from the week. Um, although it wasn't really funny. It was just traumatizing. But I, I had to get it out there. <laughs> okay, Kaylin. Yes. How was your week? Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> okay, my apartment is finally coming together. Yay. So this has been my big project, like evenings project. And uh, I feel like it finally looks like someone lives here. So Slay, so love that for me and for Sam. Um, I changed all the knobs in the kitchen because they were ugly before. So I put cute little, well, they're not that cute, I guess. They're just not ugly. Can a knob be cute? I don't know. 
it's not ugly anymore. So we'll put a photo of the knob on Instagram and everyone can decide if they're cute or ugly. Yeah. Well, I mean, the main change in the kitchen was the floor. Right. Yes. It was really ugly before. Yes. Before. The floor before was ugly. <laughs> and I changed it. And it took me so long. It took me like three hours. But it, I think it's so worth it. I love it so much. And I feel like it honestly really tied the whole like living slash kitchen situation together. Um, we're still waiting on some furniture. I'm still hunting it down because furniture is expensive. So I'm just like a Facebook marketplace queen now. Yeah. Um, as you should. Yeah. So if anyone in Vancouver is selling a small kitchen, like eating table, let me know. Or if anyone sees one on Marketplace, I'm in the market. <laughs> <laughs> Send me the link. <laughs> um, but that's really the only thing we need is a table because on the weekend I was with my friend and we were driving around. We were just like shopping, like thrifting for different things and just hanging out. And I was talking about how I really need a bookshelf because all my books were just in bins in the mm-hmm. living room. Starting to drive me crazy because I my poor books. They're just yeah. in bins. You need to see the spines, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. I need to see the spines and I needed to have somewhere to just like put all my little knickknacks that were also in bins. And I was like, I just need a bookshelf. I need a bookshelf. So my friend has a two door mini Cooper and she said, you know what? We're going to get you a bookshelf today. Go on Facebook. So we, we go on Facebook and we find one in my area of Vancouver in the West End. Thank God for 20 bucks. So I was like, great. Here we go. It's just like a wood bookshelf, 20 bucks. Slay. So we hop in her Mini Cooper, we drive over to this girl's place, and (laughs) this girl opens her garage, and we see the bookshelf there, and she looks at us, and my friend is also short. I am short. We're both just, like, small girls. It's a tiny car, and the bookshelf is seven feet tall, and it's (laughs) big, it's, like, heavy wood bookshelf, and she's like, you're gonna put that in there. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, yeah, yeah, why not? And she just watches us struggle to lift it into the car. She doesn't help at all. Like, I guess we just gave her $20. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Maybe she was like, fuck you guys. But that's the price she had lifted for. I didn't even negotiate. I was like, yeah, 20 bucks, done. And she just watched us struggle. And then we couldn't even, like, close the trunk, obviously. It's a two-seat Mini Cooper. Right, right. So I was just, like, hanging on to it as four feet of it were hanging out the back of the car. My and so I was making sure it didn't slide out the back, which is really heavy, so it wasn't really in any danger of sliding, but I was just like, you never know. So right. I'm, like, leaning around from my seat, hanging on to the, <laughs> to the bookshelf. How far and did you drive? Like, five minutes. Like, oh, okay. really close. Like, five minutes at, like, normally it would be, like, two minutes, but it took us five because you were driving really slow. Oh, gotcha. And all, like, you know the West End. Like, there's not really much traffic. It's very quiet. Right. But there's lots of pedestrians, so we got lots of weird looks. And <laughs> this one girl, I think, thought we were gonna like hit her or something. I don't know, but she yelled. She was like, "Hey!" And we were like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> "Like, sorry, we're not gonna hit you." Like, maybe I don't know. We were not even close to her. She was on her bike on the other side of the road. Yeah, it was really odd. An odd yell. Hey, I don't know. Very weird. But we made it. Had a weird sense of like depth perception. Yeah, I guess she was not close at all. Or maybe I have a weird sense of depth perception and she was really close, but (laughs) yeah. And then we got here and luckily I only live on the first floor. So we only had to go up one flight of stairs, but even that one flight of stairs was a huge struggle. It was literally like the scene from Friends where they're like, pivot. Oh my God. (laughs) Like that was us in the stairs and it was so heavy. Yeah. But you got it all set up now. It looks nice. Yeah. It looks really nice. And we brought it in and I totally surprised Sam. He had no idea. So I just set it up. And then to, or yesterday he kind of cut a hole out of the back of it so that we could use the outlets in the wall behind it. 
So now it looks so good. And we were able to plug in like our Wi-Fi router and put it on the shelf and kind of oh dip it for a little bit. I so it's that. all coming together. Amazing. And it was only $20. That's like, like for a bookshelf. I know, right? Yeah, honestly, Facebook Marketplace is where it's at. Like, everything we've got, we haven't bought anything new, except we have one piece of new furniture coming in the mail, which is the TV stand. So that was very exciting. Splurge. (laughs) And then we also, the bathroom came together. Um, Our bathtub is pink, so sorry, Sam. I love love the pink bathtub. I fucking love the pink bathtub. I told Sam, I was like, so sorry, but we have to lean in. So I got a pink and green shower curtain and then a green bath mat with little leaves on it. It's very pretty. So cute, like watermelon. Yeah, I guess so. Oh my god, I can't I wait to get the watermelon bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe that's what I'll sell it to him. It's watermelon. You like watermelon. <laughs> oh my god, okay. He likes it. He says it looks good. Okay, so cheers. Thanks, Sam. Okay, Taylor also has some updates. She's been popping off with surprise songs. Yeah, so no new Taylor news lately. Shocking. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> <laughs> but we do want to talk about we do want to do the Taylor updates so we'll talk about the surprise songs some of them okay Kaylin says this is this would be a great surprise song to receive but <laughs> I, I I disagree <laughs> and so we have to talk about it but okay first of all just a disclaimer like obviously the set list is amazing without the surprise songs I just consider them like a bonus so like being disappointed about a surprise song comes with a big asterisk but yeah like, this song with Zane, I don't want to live forever okay also you know I love you all over me with Maren Morris okay yeah true so on June 3rd in Chicago- that's what she's talking about okay fair and so in Chicago on June 3rd she played you all over me with Maren Morris which would be absolutely amazing to see live but yeah. like I don't want to live forever. But did you see the videos of the performance? Like, it looked really good. I honestly, I didn't see it. It sounded amazing. Watch it. Then judge. I don't like that song. But think about it in acoustic. Sometimes a lot of her songs that we don't love per se, like, all you had to do was stay. When she does them acoustically, oh, they just shine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Thank you. Hits Different was hard to see. Yeah, that was tough. That that was a loss. That was a loss. (laughs) Yeah. And the lakes was a big loss. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, also haunted. Also, yeah, I oh. would have loved to have heard haunted live. Yeah. Like that is a little bit of a teaser for yeah. up. <laughs> hmm. hmm. We already talked about this in the Speak Now episode, but right. we're gonna really get into. It. Yeah. Okay. Those are the surprise song things I wanted to say. Anything else? No. Cheers. Okay, what's your song of the week. Okay, my song of the week is. Dial Drunk by Noah Kahan. Have you heard this song? No, but funny story. I literally always think his name is Noel Kahan. I don't know what it is. But <laughs> I, and I like I listen to him fairly regularly. Like I had his album on repeat yesterday, and I still think it's Noel. No idea why. I'm always surprised. Like Noah, who's that? Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> is this song on his album? Do I know it? So he just released i think last week i think a week ago today he released an extended version of stick season oh so this song be here forever i just looked it up yeah this song is one of the new songs but he had like released like a teaser a little snippet on tiktoks that's been out for like a few weeks now and ever since the full version came out i've just been listening to it non-stop along with the other like new songs like Paul Revere is really good no complaints so good I've just been listening to them on repeat like the last the new songs from the album mm-hmm. and his songwriting it's just so powerful and emotional and yeah um but anyway I just love that song that's amazing okay my song and sorry Danielle got mad at me because he didn't pick a song 
But I don't have just a single song this week. I just have been obsessed with Folklore, the album. It has been the perfect study girl summer album because it's good for studying and it's good for summer. Yeah. And it's, I have honestly probably listened to it 20 times this week, like so many times. It is a great study album. Yeah. No notes. Thank you. Thank you, Taylor, for Folklore. But it also <laughs> makes me like less sad about being inside all summer. So it's like, I'm in the trees, but I'm not. But it's <laughs> Taylor is. <laughs> Oh my god. Thank you, Taylor. It's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. All right. Recos, I'm gonna just put it out there. The cheese dip from Costco, the queso. Guys, it's phenomenal. It's such a slay. So good with tortilla <laughs> chips. Eat it warm. It's a little bit spicy, but not like super spicy. It's so good. It's better than the Tocitos version? Yes. Okay. I used to be a Costco pesto girly. And I'm kind of out of that phase of my life now, but now I'm a Costco queso dip girly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I have to try because I love the Costco pesto. Yeah, I mean, me too, but like, I only right. have the capacity to do that. When my grandparents were here, we went to Costco with them. And then obviously, this makes sense that they did this, but they put all the jars of pesto that they got from Costco in the fridge at my family's house, like just in the garage fridge before they left because they were staying for a few days after that. Uh-huh. And I saw the jars of pesto in the fridge and I run inside. I was like, mom, you can't eat that. It has nuts. Oh my God. And my mom's like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, <laughs> like I was so worried. And like, she's like, Kaylin, that's your grandparents' pesto. <laughs> oh my God. Like you thought that she bought it. For- yeah. Oh my God. I was like, mom, save me your life. Like you can't <laughs> have pesto. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, I'm okay, not for her but it's delicious. Okay, so my reco of the week is Amazon floor tiles. Guys, mm. I sent Danielle the before and after to post on the Instagram because like, I, it looks great. I sent them to you personally, Danielle, so you already have them. But like, yeah, it was just like, it transformed the room. And it was so cheap. It was probably like 80 bucks for the whole kitchen for a totally yeah. new floor. Amazing. We'll see how well they last, but you know, they're stickers. So I, I'm not expecting much, but I think the like, so far, they look good still. It's been, like, a week. Amazing. And no change. I love that for you. Yeah. Great. Okay, that's it. Should we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode? All right. Cheers. It's time for the 75th Hunger Games. May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you haven't figured it out yet. We're doing a Hunger Games. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> We're doing a Hunger Games Taylor Swift crossover episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I am so excited. Okay, Kaylin previously, just to give a little spoiler, Kaylin talked about the song Haunted and the connection mm-hmm. to Hunger Games in a previous episode, which we will dive a lot deeper into in two weeks from now when we do Mocking Jay. But today we're just focusing on the Hunger Games, the first yeah. book of and uh, yeah i guess another disclaimer this is probably obvious but it this is gonna contain spoilers so if you want to know what happens during the hunger games if you want to read the book first this is your cue to log off like guys it's been out for what 10 years (laughs) i think longer than that on about 10 years maybe 12 i don't know it's been out for a minute so sorry i don't feel bad about spoiling it (laughs) Um, yeah, we're going to talk about the Hunger Games. We're going to talk about 
some Taylor Swift songs that we think are very relevant to different characters slash relationships moments throughout the Hunger Games. And yeah, we're just going to stick with the first book for now because as I was going through, okay, obviously I reread the Hunger Games, as I said, in preparation for this. And as I was going through, I was just like, okay, I have so much to say. We cannot do the whole series in one episode. No. Um, That would be too much if we tried. Yeah. So should we get into it? I'm so excited. All right. Talk to me about Madge because Danielle has been hinting at this (laughs) Madge situation going on for all week and we're like save it for the podcast but I need to know so go ahead okay so first of all Madge wasn't in the movies no big big mistake on their parts and she doesn't have a huge role in the Hunger Games but I completely forgot that she existed the song is not I forgot that you existed um (laughs) (laughs) um but I can I did forget about her in the series and then when they had the whole scene where first of all her and gail go and sell the strawberries and gail like says something kind of mean to her and katniss is like why is he taking it out on her like she isn't the capital but anyway the scene where madge comes and brings her the mockingjay pin Mm -hmm. is so pivotal yeah yeah it is and i think and then there's a whole like mental conversation that Katniss has with herself about her friendship with Madge were they really friends like what was the situation there to have like someone bring her this special gift and I just thought it was such an it's such an overlooked relationship throughout the series yeah I agree I used to back in my Hunger Games fan fiction days I was obsessed <laughs> with this one and oh like this is just reminding me of it but it was Gail and Madge and it was so good because it kind of because like Spoiler, she dies, Madge dies. And it kind of, like, they used that to more explain Gail's, like, almost descent into madness. They made him, like, more Mm. intensely angry at the Capitol, which he already was. But they used that to kind of explain it and amplify it. And it was, like, it was so well done, honestly. Shout out to the 2012 fanfiction writers. Like, they were the backbone of our community at that point. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. I love that. I'll find it. That's it. That's actually, I would love if Madge and Gail ended up together. Obviously, I know. Really good idea. Whoever had that idea. Damn, yeah. I guess we're going to look for that later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but the song that I had from the perspective of Madge, the Taylor song for Madge, was Dorothea. I think my interpretation of Dorothea is that it's about like someone's old friend who they kind of forgot about, but they always have like a place in their heart and they wish that they would have held on to that friendship as they grew with fame and like kind of went on with their lives and wish that they had that childlike connection. And that's something that Katniss kind of never gets like a regular childhood friend other than Gail, but obviously that doesn't really work out. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So you're thinking it's more from Madge's perspective looking at Katniss? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Also, like, the tiny screen's the only place I see you now. (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, you got shiny friends since you left town. Another line is, 
it's never too late to come back to my side. It's like Madge was always team Katniss. Yeah, she was always team Katniss. And Katniss never really opened herself up to become friends. But I feel like if she would have, I feel like Madge ha- probably extended other olive branches that Katniss didn't see. Probably. Or didn't even think that they were olive branches because she is very emotionally repressed. <laughs> exactly. I just think Madge is a really overlooked character and I forgot about her and I want to give her all the respect she deserves. Yeah, agreed. Honestly, justice from Madge. Hopefully, I feel like it's going to get a series at some point, The Hunger Games. Maybe in like yeah. 20 years. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. All right, that's Madge. Check. Sorry, Madge. You deserve better in both the books and the movies for sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can't believe they didn't include her okay next i want to talk about gail and spoiler (laughs) gail spoiler we don't like gail (laughs) honestly like back in the whole gail Peta debate which number one was so stupid that that was even a thing because to me there was no debate no there was no debate it wasn't like oh like gail has some good qualities and some bad ones Peta has some good qualities and some bad ones like sorry Gail was bad. Yeah. Gail was good. Yeah. That was the whole point. And Candace was deciding between those two things. Yeah. I think that that becomes really clear in Mockingjay, but I can see how in the first two books, it's really hard to grapple with that especially because it's told from Katniss's perspective who's an unreliable narrator so she's like confused about her emotions and she thinks that she should be with Gail but she mm-hmm. doesn't like she loves him as a friend anyway Gail is not a villain yet I mean he's not really a villain ever but no but he was never like good for Katniss no I agree yeah life partner but <laughs> I had to I had to give him some good songs in this I thought I just thought that this was funny honestly this isn't that deep of a of a connection both of these songs <laughs> so this is so the scene before they go to the reaping where Gail's like we could run away and Katniss is like we can make it you know <laughs> we wouldn't last 10 miles <laughs> <laughs> that's not even right I don't know but it's something like that was that like what they used for the commercial what do you call it the preview yeah, the trailer <laughs> um yeah so he wanted to run away except i don't think he really wanted to run away he was just being bitter and like angry about the capital but run featuring ed sheeran and run. like you've run from the law darling let's run run from it are about running away so he we gets shouldn't be in this town <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, i drive away before i let you go oh t except he didn't he let her go he did there's a chain around your throat damn okay kansas actually is pretty applicable yeah not the key in the chain of picture in the frame like a locket 
Yeah. Can we just talk? I know we're going to talk about Catching Fire at a different point, but it's so funny that they just took stills from the movie for, <laughs> for this locket that Pete is supposedly gives to Katniss. They just took stills from the first movie and we're like, here you go. They no. just couldn't have, like, they couldn't have Liam Hemsworth sit down for a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that they did that. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like Gail is a reaping looking stressed. <laughs> you shot. Exactly the shot. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, sorry, those are not very deep songs. But he did want to run away and yeah. say you'll never let him tear us apart. Well, they did. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. And then I Know Places is obviously same yeah. thing. And, okay, actually, that one is a little bit more relevant because it's like, they are the hunters, we are the foxes, which is kind of an interesting play on words because Katniss and Gale are hunters. Well, I almost think this is more like Katniss and Peeta hiding from the careers in that little cave. Mmm, that's a good point. Yeah, and they also kind of felt like they were hiding from the cameras in there, even though she knew they weren't. Yes. Wasn't there some points where she kind of forgot about that and let her guard down a little bit? A little bit, but there's also the scenes where she's like, I'm glad that we're in the dark in the cave so the cameras can't see my blush. Or I'm trying yeah. to my face in the sleeping bag or whatever. So they are using it as a little bit of a shelter from like yeah. the world. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, that's more what I'm thinking. They are the hunters, the careers, and we are the foxes. Foxface, RP Foxface. <laughs> yeah, Foxface. I didn't think of a song for her, but shout out this one but do you think she killed herself on purpose okay this is a great question because i've seen this debate on tiktok recently Recently? i wow not recently like when the when the hunger games oh the renaissance (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) seen people making very compelling arguments for both ways i think that it's okay so i i guess it's quite possible that she did because there's Katniss goes on and on about how smart she is and how she's so cunning and she would have never done anything to like compromise her game so maybe she realized that it was going to be an intense bloodbath in the end and she wanted to end it quickly which is very sad yeah I feel like that's what I would have done but then also like maybe Katniss just thought everyone in there was super smart and strong and was like again intimidated that way and being an unreliable narrator so what if Foxface really wasn't that smart yeah very good point and also she was a kid I feel like they were on, like, two and a half weeks of, like, being starving and fighting to the death. I think that maybe her judgment might have been a bit clouded, so. Yeah. I still do think, though, like, if I had to pick a side, I would say she did it on purpose. Because that's what I would have done. Like, if you're down, what was it, like, top five at that point? Top six? Right. But don't you think she could have outlasted them if they had, like, killed each other? No, I think she saw, like, what would likely have happened. Like, Kato kills Katniss and Peeta fight between him and Thresh, and then who's left her. Right. She's not going to beat Kato or Thresh. Right. Right. Okay, well, who could have seen the whole Katniss Pita coming out of the top? <laughs> not her. Not her, not Snow. Nope. Sneak attack. But yeah, it was very sad, because she was like, what, 15? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that's a good segue, actually, into the next song I want to talk about, which is <laughs> Hunger Games song, which is by Taylor Swift. Yeah. So good. This is just, I think that this song captures really well the fact that how horrible and 
like fucked up the Hunger Games actually were because I think sometimes it gets a little bit lost in like the fantasy of it all if that's the yeah. right bit. like they're children that's the point of the book yeah which yeah. is why I think it is top tier young age dystopia like dystopia yeah. it's top tier so then Collins had something to say with this book which is why it's so good yeah because I find myself getting caught in the action of it all which yeah criticism of the people in the capital who also did the same but you're like rooting for them yeah and you're rooting for them and you're like like yeah Katniss kill Kato but Kato's also just a kid yeah they're all kids and I think that in this song that is like this song I don't know if Taylor wrote it wrote it or she someone she co-wrote it maybe I have yeah but yeah I just think it really it encapsulates those themes really well like oh, yes we were just children playing soldiers just pretending and now the whole world has their eyes on you as you are trying to kill yeah. you. Like, everybody's watching you, even when you're sleeping, keep your eyes open. Yeah. Yikes. Which has kind of been Katniss's whole life, which I feel like is why she was so able to do so well. Right, because when her and Peta team up, she's like, oh my god, he has no idea how to walk quietly and... Yeah. He doesn't know how to act properly. He I doesn't know how to act properly, he doesn't know how to survive, he doesn't even know that he is doing it wrong right like it doesn't even cross his mind that there is a better way to do things whereas Katniss has spent her whole life since she was 11 figuring it out yes under the capital's watchful eye under his eye what is that handmaid's tale <laughs> I don't know <laughs> okay do you think she's gonna make one for Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes I freaking oh, hope she, so I hope she does she's a busy girly right now but like I know she's got a lot going on, but if she can write a book, she can write a tiny little song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For this franchise. <laughs> oh my god, in like a month we'll know if that's Israel or not. I think it's I don't think she wrote an, a book. Or if she did, I don't think we're getting it on July 9th. But anyway, we'll see. TBD. Oh yay, yeah. Eyes Open is a great song though. It actually, it just hits. Like, yeah. I used to love this song actually. Like I would blast it all the time on my little iPod. So. Love that. Yeah, in my Hunger Games phase. Amazing. Okay. Is it a phase if it lasts your whole life? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> your Taylor Swift phase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, safe and sound. I remember you said don't leave me here alone. But all that's dead and gone and past tonight. Just close your eyes. The sun. Obviously, that's Rue, self-explanatory, but God, it's so sad. I mean, it's kind of prim, too. But Rue yeah. and Prim are, what is it, foils of each other? Oh, I don't know that word. Foils are two characters who are super similar, except for one or two things, in which mm -hmm. they show parts about the other character through that dissimilarity. Yeah, interesting. I really liked how they had that connection between Prim and Rue, and how like Katniss took Rue in as if she was her little sister in the original. Mm -hmm. And this song is really sad. Oh, yeah, it is. Just close your eyes. The sun is going down. That it, it is that scene where she sings to her and then lays the flowers around her head. And yeah. then 
I guess in the movie they have like the or actually I can't remember but I think they have district 11 like watching and then she does the three fingers I think so too heartbreaking yeah it really really is I think I feel like that's like the emotional crux of the whole first movie to be honest and Mm -hmm. it is what starts Katniss's I mean she already was rebelling internally but that was her first outward moment of rebellion yeah, and she's, she has, like, an internal monologue where she says something like, I didn't understand what PETA meant when he said he didn't want the games to change him. Now mm-hmm. I do. Like, I want to do the right thing in this moment, and I don't want to just play into this. Like, I can't yeah. be happy that another tribute is dead because that is, like, a horrible outcome. Yeah, because she's meant to be celebrating. Like, oh, good, woohoo, one step closer to winning, quote-unquote. Exactly. But she's not. So she's not playing their game. Yep. Sorry, Snow. The war outside the door keeps raging on. The more I look at this, though, like the lyrics, the more I really do think it also is very Prim-esque. So I feel like in uh, Mockingjay, we can come back to it. Okay. (laughs) I haven't got there yet on my rereads. I hope Prim lives. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, Yeah. All right. Next one. I'm actually really excited to talk about this one. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I fully agree yet, but I'm ready to be convinced. Okay, Cinna. I gave him sweet nothings. They said the end is coming. Everyone's up to something. I found myself around and on to your sweet nothings. Outside they push and shove him. You're in the kitchen humming. All that you ever wanted from me was sweet nothing. And it's a non-romantic sweet nothings <laughs> god i hope so <laughs> but Cinna was the only person from the capital that katniss trusted pretty much the whole book or series yeah. and she trusted him immediately too which was kind of crazy she trusts him immediately because like she has the whole thing with the prep team and she's like oh my god i can't take anyone seriously and then immediately she's like oh Cinna just wants to talk to me he doesn't care about all that's going on and he understands Mm -hmm. how horrible this situation is but he still wants to just you know be friends yeah so i think the lines like outside they're pushing shoving you're in the kitchen humming Uh (laughs) being like the style room or i don't know (laughs) i see that she's like he's like katniss just focus on me which he does he's like look at me in the audience we're together yeah because he gives her the advice about how to do the interview he's like think about it as if you're telling a friend and she's like i don't have any friends and he's like <laughs> well why don't you just pretend like you're talking to me just be honest and they'll love it and then they i don't it. have any friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah but and it's like that's right he just he he appreciated the sweet nothings and i think that's really sweet and i love Sina, and i hope he also lives <laughs> Same. <laughs> you have to let me know that, how that goes. <laughs> Next book. <laughs> yeah. Okay, have I have I sold you on it? Yeah. Yeah, I've been convinced. And then especially, okay, the voices that implore you should be doing more. To you, I can admit that I'm just too soft for all of it. Meaning, to Cinna, she can be her real self and she just doesn't have to put on a mask. Yeah, she can be vulnerable. Okay, love it. Finally, Katniss of vulnerability. <laughs> <laughs> internal monologue she's still like yeah I'm tough (laughs) yeah I think I don't know her her internal monologue is really interesting because there's a lot of like I don't know whether or not I should be tough or vulnerable in this moment and I don't think she can even decide which one she is like internally 
God, I really want to reread this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I give you my copy, but I'm nine days overdue at the Halifax Public Library, so I have. You to- are. I'm sorry. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna return it now that we've recorded this episode. How much is the fine gonna be? Oh, there's no fines anymore. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> there's no fines, but I think if you if it's thirty days overdue, then the market is lost, and then you have to pay for the book. But I'm not. I'm planning to return it now. I didn't mean to have it overdue. I just. <laughs> it's fine. I guess there's no fines. It's fine. Oh my god! One time, I will genuinely this is one of the most traumatizing moments of my childhood. I lost a library book and listen okay the Yarrow library like it's still the same librarian there that there has been there my whole life so it's just besties at this point a great relationship and I lost a library book so I had to go and tell her and I was sobbing and I was like I'm so sorry oh my god I was so upset she probably didn't care at all I know I was so upset oh my goodness I had to pay for it it was like all the money I had like oh my god it was bad okay well a bad day in my life but I'm glad that that is less stressful now for the people of the world (laughs) yeah and then the next summer I found it in my sleeping bag I just and I was like what the heck and I was so mad (laughs) I'm dead oh god okay okay do you want to talk about this one this song yes yes Okay, so for Hamish, I thought this is me trying, like immediately. They told me all of my cages were mental, so I got wasted like all my potential. And my words shoot to kill when I'm mad. I have a lot of regrets about that. I was so ahead of the curve, the curve became a sphere. Fell behind all my classmates and I ended up here. Pouring out my heart to a stranger, but I didn't pour the Because this is kind of, this song really kind of dabbles in alcoholism a little bit if you kind of read between the lines. So, you know, could have followed my fears all the way down the bottle or, I mean, yeah. especially pouring my heart out to a stranger, but I didn't pour the whiskey. Yeah. And I feel like this is so Hamish coded. Like, I got wasted, like, all my potential, my words shoot to kill when I'm mad. I have a lot of regrets about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure Hamish has a ton of regrets. I'm sure he had a lot of potential when he was younger that was just completely thwarted by his experiences. Yeah, and also he was treated terribly by the capital. I can't remember if this is like (laughs) canon or not. Is that the right word? Yeah. (laughs) But like the way that he won his games was also kind of an act of rebellion, which Mm -hmm. was later, but he he had an even worse situation because the capital hated him. So it was so easy to like slide down that road even though he had to go and try every year and he was like forced to see these to mentor these kids like yeah yeah. and trying every year I mean obviously by the time Katniss and Peter come along he's given up but it's been what 25 years yeah that is really sad 50 kids he's like potentially had tried to have relationships with and tried to save and failed every time yeah that is heartbreaking yeah poor Hamish Hey, yeah, I feel like Hamish is one of the saddest stories. Yeah, I agree. When we get his full backstory in Catching Fire to be discussed next week, but. <laughs> we love you, Hamish. Yeah. And I, I think that Hamish is one of the characters who is really well portrayed in the movies. Yes. Yep. Casting for that, perfect. No <laughs> notes. Love that. Okay. Now we're going to get into some of the Katniss and Peeta songs, which we have a lot to say about this. <laughs> This one immediately came to mind. I don't know if you agree. Out of the woods. Out of the woods. Out of the woods. Out of 
this is the song yeah. that pair with the cave scenes because uh-huh. this is the song or this is the time in the book where they start having those conversations that's like oh it's my favorite part honestly with the whole series it's one of my favorite parts yeah when they're like we are almost home like yeah you're so close and they're like starting to fall in love well yeah. I guess Peter was already in love but Katniss is starting to fall for him like I feel like it's when he really fell in love because yes he was already in love but he didn't know her yeah, true, true. He was in love with the idea of her, and now yeah. he's falling in love with her as a person. Yeah. And, yeah, the rest <laughs> of the world was black and white, but we were in screaming color. And, yeah, are we out of the woods yet? Like, how because, is this thing? Yes, because now there's a, a chance they could actually live and survive it and be together and end up together. Yeah. and the lions, they're not out of the woods yet. And the lines, we were built to fall apart when they were enemies, and mm-hmm. fall back together when, when they don't have to be enemies anymore. Oh, yeah. so, so we could dance, baby. Like we stood a chance. Yeah, finally stood a chance. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, and it's kind of ironic too, because it's like, oh, as if they could think that they could win. Yeah, but then they do, and <laughs> of course, like the bridge, like the bridge, dude. I'm looking at it right now. I'm dying. <laughs> Twenty stitches in hospital room. Um, like he lost his leg. No, remember when you said we couldn't take the heat? I walked out. I said, I'm setting you free. Canis leaves. But the monsters turned out to be just trees. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. <laughs> in a forest. <laughs> no, this song is so perfect. This song no, it is. So- I can't believe, honestly, the monsters turned out to be just trees. The other kids in the arena were just yeah. kids. Like, they're not monsters. None of them were completely vilified by the end. You're right. You're right. The monsters turned out to be just trees, as in the monsters are the arena, the capital created. Uh-huh. That's the monster. Wow. I can't. I can't. This is just too perfect. This is so good. When the sun came up, you were looking at me. Is like when they wake up from their watch and the other one is staring. <laughs> uh. Okay. All right. Uh, let's move on. Yeah. I think that's that's my favorite connection so far. Yeah. Okay. This one is... This one's a little bit more emo. This is My Tears Ricochet. I didn't have it in myself to go with grace And you're the hero flying around saving face And if I'm dead to you, why are you at the wake? Cursing my name, wishing I stayed Look at how my tears I think it really applies to Katniss in terms of her relationship with the capital and specifically Snow, but also just generally yeah. them. Yes. And it's like her whole situation at the end of book one. Yes. At the end of book one, it's so heartbreaking when she's like relieved to go home because this is finally over. She can finally move past it. But then she actually can't go home because the games never really end because she's still going to be fighting against the capital like her whole life. And it's her like, yeah. Is, is it in this book where he says, don't you get it, girl? Like once we're out of here, there's no getting through this. Like, I think it's catching no. fire when that He's, happens. Yeah, he says that like at the beginning of Catching Fire during the tour, but he says something similar at the end of this book where he's like, Capital is furious with you. You have to keep up the act. And she's like, yeah. And so that kind of, the lines where it's like, I didn't have it in myself to go with Grace. I think that that's very applicable because it's like, she couldn't put on the act in the way that the Capital wanted her to. Mm -hmm. If I'm on fire, you'll be made of ashes too. 
Like, that is kind of emblematic of the whole series. Like, Snow tried to burn Katniss down, and and in doing so, he kind of burned the whole belief system that his world was built upon to the ground. So, maybe that was a bad choice, Snow. (laughs) What a ghostly scene, Snow. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay, and then, because when I'd fight, you used to tell me I was brave. Yeah. They applauded her, but they actually care about her, and... Yeah, and then when I'm scream and I still talk to you when I'm screaming at the sky. Ugh. I just think this is so Hunger Games coded. Yeah, I I actually fully agree. And when you can't sleep at night, you hear my soul in lullabies, especially because Katniss is a singer. Yeah, and her dad, like the whole yeah situation. I especially because Katniss has stolen lullabies. Wait, have you read the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes yet? No, I haven't. I'm going to read the rest. Of, like, I'm rereading this series, and then I'm going to read the ballad for the first Okay, time. well, Katniss's stolen lullabies are probably pretty close to home-hitting for snow. If, Ooh. If you read the book, and then you'll understand. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Ooh, okay, stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, but I think also, like, the line, I can go anywhere I want, just not home, is yeah. so powerful in this context she's rich as hell she's the most famous person in the in the what world in that world country nation i don't know whatever she's famous she can do anything she wants except go home except go back to her normal life which wasn't that great but she still like misses it yeah i mean it was better than her current one (laughs) yeah like the bars on the floor but (laughs) (laughs) yes Okay. All right. One more song to discuss here, and then we're going to wrap things up. But oh, this- I'm so excited about this one. Oh, my God. I am so excited. Okay, did you read my notes that I wrote for this one? No, I didn't. I just wanted to talk about it. Okay. The Way I Loved You. First of all, fantastic song. One of my favorite songs Taylor Swift has ever written. Yeah. It's so Katniss and Peta coded specifically, specifically book one. Okay. There's yeah. a lot of Katniss and Peta character development that happens in Catching Fire and Mockingjay. I'm just sticking to book one right now. But okay, I think that Katniss thought that she was supposed to end up with Gale because it just made sense. Like logically. Yeah. They hunt Does she people. outright say that, or is it just implied? I don't remember. She outright says, I never thought about marriage. Like, I never want to get married. I never thought about taking a partner. But everyone kind of just assumed, I guess, that Gail and I would end up together. Okay, okay. And she says, so Gail, when Gail says we should run away, she's like, I don't really know what to make of that. Like, you want, like, to marry me? Like, there's never been anything romantic between us. He's yeah. just friend but like I guess we're supposed to end up together so I think that she starts to believe that she should end up with Gail okay Mm, yeah well in this context Gail is what makes sense Gail is what's comfortable and so she doesn't think that is he really charming and endearing no but he is in her life yeah like he is a compatible partner he's someone who families are compatible yeah and she really trusts him and yeah she knows that they are very close and they would work well together. She just doesn't have romantic feelings for him, but she doesn't really understand like 
what romantic feelings should feel like, I think. Do you think he has romantic feelings for her at this point? Yes. I don't remember what I saw. It's been too long since I've read the book. I don't remember. Yeah, I do. But, grr. Anyway, okay. (laughs) Okay, then comes the moments in the cave with Peta. Actually, before that. Then comes the moment when she is screaming Peta's name when she finds out that two tributes can win. Ugh. Because I think before that, that, she wouldn't let herself think about him because she thought that she would have to kill him in order to go home and, like, save her family and basically make it out. So I think that after she found out or after she had the hope, then that's when she sort of allowed herself to play into that a little bit more. And even though it didn't all come, like, rushing in at once, like, she had to, like, force the kisses to, like, play into the star-crossed lover's (laughs) narrative... But she does play into it. She plays into it. And then there's a line that's like, this is the first kiss where I wanted another. And wasn't that in Catching Fire? No, no, that was in The Hunger Games, in the cave. Oh. So she really did love him in the cave. And the fact that she, he was a total liability to her at that point. He made her so much weaker in the context of the games. But she, like, there was something in her that was like, no, I have to save his life. I have to bring us both home. And I don't think that she, like, as an unreliable narrator, I don't think she really set that out in words. But it's so clear that she loved him and she just didn't think that she was supposed to. Or, like, she didn't even realize that she did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And so then, so getting back to this song, basically, obviously, if you haven't figured it out by now, Gail is the one that's like, he's close to my mother, talks business with my father. Well, he didn't, but he's, she's comfortable with Gail. And with Peta, she's like screaming and crying, or what is it? Screaming and fighting and kissing in the rain. Like they weren't doing that, but they were basically in extreme circumstances. And she like poster kind of rush. Exactly. It was a roller coaster. She fought with him, but yeah. I and then yeah, so they were always fighting. They're like, you can't do this. <laughs> yeah. But they're fighting over what they were allowed to do for each other, which was just so Katniss and Peta. Yes. And so that's the kind of roller coaster love that I think that's the way she loved him. That's the the rush that she didn't realize initially. But yeah, it's breaking oh. coming undone. Fully. Yeah, I agree. And there's a line at the end of the book where this part is pretty sad where Peta is like, oh, you were faking it. And she's like, no, but like, I'm just trying to protect us. And he's like, oh, so you don't love me. And she's like confused about how to react. But then the line is like, I took his hand and I just knew that I didn't want to let go. And it's like, she know, like she's too scared yeah. of what loving him means because she doesn't want to be unfair to him. I think that's the word she uses. Like, she's like, oh, it's not fair for me to tell him that I do feel something, but I don't know what it is. That would have been better, Katniss. Like, saying something, saying anything. That literally drove me bonkers as a kid, the way she just was so, like, ah, I don't know exactly what to say. I better just not say anything at all. Ugh. Okay, also, throughout the whole first book, she was like, oh, my God, he's being so nice to me. He must want me dead. Like, two can play that game. <laughs> Like, it's so obvious that he likes her. Like, just genuinely likes her as a person. And she's like, oh my god, he is the enemy. I can't believe that he would... He must want me dead. Yeah, I can't believe that he would offer to, like, do that for me. (laughs) That's such Katniss behavior, honestly. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Okay, that's all I have in terms of songs. I do want to ask you about your controversial casting thoughts. Oh, 
Okay. I think for the most part, the movie was casted very well, except, sorry, I'm going to say it, Katniss and Peeta. <gasps> and I love Josh Hutcherson. Like, you don't understand. I had a picture of him above my bed and I would look at it every night. Like, I love Josh Hutcherson. I don't think he was that good as Peeta. I don't think Jennifer Lawrence was that good as Katniss. I am shook right now. I know. It's not very popular opinion. I understand. No. But I just feel like Katniss is not actually, like, that strong. Mm. The books, like, her point is that she thinks she's strong because she has to be. But she isn't actually. Like, she's, like, still a little girl. Right. And Jennifer was, what, like, 24 at the time? Mm. I don't like, know. I, like, looks too strong. Right, like they, she looks too old. Yeah, and I not- think by Mockingjay, she grew on me a lot. And by Mockingjay, I really liked her as Katniss. Okay. But in the Hunger Games book, I didn't like it. Okay. And, yeah, I know. And Peta, like, I just wanted more. It just wasn't what I was expecting. What I pictured in my mind at all was them. Like, they were so different from what I pictured. Mm. They still did a good job, but I was... It was one of those things where I was just already so obsessed with the book. Yeah. Like, became a movie at all. And I had such a clear picture in my mind of what Katniss and Peeta looks like. And they just were not it. So it really bugged mm. me. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. What did you think Peeta would look like? Or act like? I thought he had curly hair. Like, like obviously blonde, tall. Like, I thought he was, like, a bigger guy. And Joshua Justin just isn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There is a lot of emphasis in the books on how, like, big and strong Peta is. Yeah. And, uh, like, I thought he had, like, curly hair. And I just, like, had such a big, like, I had just such a picture in my mind of Peta. And it was burned into my skull because I was obsessed <laughs> with him. That's and, then, and, like, don't get me wrong. I love Josh Hutcherson. Especially in, like, the Journey to the Center of the Earth movie. Oh, my God. I watched that so much because I was just, like, in love with him. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, one thing I will say, I think Jennifer Lawrence did a good job, but I do see what you're saying. One thing that I think that, um, like, Josh Hutcherson really nailed was Peter's humor, and I wish, yes. that the, I wish that the movie writers, the script writers, would have incorporated more, because in the books, he's so funny, and he's, like, constantly making, like, sarcastic comments, and there's a lot of that in the movies, but I don't think that they gave it enough airtime, and I wish they would have, because he did a really good job with the moments that he did have to do that. Yes, you're right. I remember that, actually. Oh, I gotta rewatch these. They're so good. <laughs> you gotta reread the books first. Yeah, I know. I feel like I just did, but I guess it was two years ago when that book came out. Right. Dang. Well, slay. Yeah. Great. Uh, all right, well... That's all we've got for you today. There That's was all on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a lot of a lot of good analysis there. I oh yeah, love these books. I love talking about them. Same. I could talk about it all day. Suzanne, you have my heart. No, Suzanne <laughs> popped the fuck off with this. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. No, I like. Okay, this might be a hot take. I think Hunger Games better than Harry Potter. Okay, for me, I can't say that. I just can never pick one. They're on the same tier, though. Like, they're my top two. I Yeah. I mean, I say this as, like, like an adult with a lot more of a nuanced perspective on the situation than I was as a child who was obsessed with both. But I think it's just it's just a stronger story. Yeah. I Okay. Fair. I yeah. think just from my own personal liking, I could never pick one. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I get it. I would have, like, a Hunger Games face and a Harry Potter face and then, like, Hunger Games and Harry Potter. Like, I would go back and forth between those mm-hmm. two. 
Mm-hmm. That was my yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Life. Like I just could never pay even now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I know. I know. Yeah. But I just, yeah, we are hungry and stands. So yeah. Anything else you want to add from, from the Taylor or the Hunter? All I can say is get ready for next week, guys, because Catching Fire is the best book in the series. Oh, is that a hot take? I don't think it's a hot take. I think most people think that, but I think it too. I can't wait to talk about Finnick. <gasps> Finnick and Annie, honestly. Oh my God. What song are we going to give them? Okay. I don't know. I need to think <laughs> about it. Okay. Stay tuned. Ah! Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Um... Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to give us a positive rating. A five-star rating. <laughs> five stars. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. We will talk to you next Friday. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.